Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. What is up, everybody? It is episode 68 of the Galactic Dads podcast. I am B, and today I am joined by Laser Eric. Today we're going to be talking to you about uh, some fun daddy issues when you're a dad alone with multiple children in a public place. That can get hairy. Yeah, it can. But of course, we're also going to talk about Black Widow and uh, the Loki season finale wrap-up and the big news at the end of the credits there. We've also got some awesome video game news for you, and I made a comic book purchase. Aren't you interested in that? (laughs) So stick around. We're going to get started in just a second. just feel good to start off with a little music yeah it really brings the mood up yeah i think so anyway what's up everybody thank you for coming back to the galactic dads podcast unless this is your very first time in which case thank thanks you for, for listening yeah we hope you enjoy it uh no matter where you're listening to us at on whatever platform it is we are on all the major platforms that you get your podcasts including apple Podcasts, spotify uh, google podcasts Stitcher, all of the major SoundCloud, spots. SoundCloud, you can find us. All the big spots. If you listen to it, uh, we're probably on it. So definitely feel free to leave us a rate and uh, a review. It's massive for us, and definitely subscribe. We really appreciate that. And tell your friends about it. If you know some geeky dads or some dads or some geeks or people who enjoy listening to geeky dads, we're a show for you. Uh, we also get into some beers, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but first up. I want to talk about the people who are not here today because, well, you always mention the ones who came with you mm-hmm. but aren't with you today. So first up, that will be production Matt and intern Justin, who I thought was going to make it, but I guess it didn't work out. Uh, he's actually live at the moment on the Instagrams talking <laughs> about Galactic Dad stuff. Uh, so I guess he is called away at home, but that's okay. We will see him next time, hopefully. Yeah, I think Dad Duty called for him, and I know uh, I know Matt's been hung up at work quite a bit lately. Indeed, so. indeed. Good for him. You can never knock overtime. That is a blessing. For sure, for indeed. sure. And then, of course, the last one left out would be Jedi John, who is not here today, but if you miss his voice that much, you can check him out on our sister podcast, The Force Dyad. Uh, they are just ripping out new episodes, I think episodes seven and eight. Are releasing this week mm-hmm. and they cover all things star wars uh, and you can find them on all the major podcast platforms as well uh, so when you're done listening to us and enjoying your ear holes with everything great that we have to say uh, you can go check them out on purely star wars stuff uh, and be super glad you did uh, but before you go check them out of course listen to us because we're about to give you our beers of the week all right this week's beers of the week you can uh of course, when we do the beers of the week, we always follow them on our Untapped app, which Eric, you of course know all about. Why don't you fill them in a little bit? I'm sure they know, but just tell them where to find us on the app. This is for the new people, of course. Of the, course, uh, the Untapped app. If you uh, you download that on your iPhone or Android devices, 
Um, the Untap app, you create a profile, you make friends, and you actually share the beers that you drink. Uh, it's a great app if you're a craft beer guy. Yes, uh, it is. Or girl, or whoever you may be, mm-hmm. um, because you can catalog everything you've had, which you know, I'm at a point in my life where every now and then I'll go to a brewery and I'll be like, hey, have I had this before? And then I can look and say, oh, yeah, and it was like a 4.5 last time, so probably be yeah, okay. because all the beers that are on there are also rated. Exactly. And that's helpful. Exactly. If you're at an establishment, you don't know what to get, you can pull up the untapped app and kind of check everything out. Yep. See if it's well rated. It'll show the global ratings. It'll also show your friends' ratings as well. Um, when you, you know, you, you earn badges as you drink more beer, which who doesn't like achievements? Of course. <laughs> I'm leveling up. Exactly. Indeed. You're leveling up with every time you attack your liver with something. And it's really cool because it's a social app, which mm-hmm. I'm slurring over there. Exactly. So, well, a lot of bars will actually use Untapped to publish their uh, their draft beer lists. menu. Yeah, yeah I, we were actually we were at Cybergs over uh, last week, and uh, we were there for lunch or something. I was like, I wonder what's on their their draft list, and then I realized, oh, I can pull it up on Untapped, and you can look at it before the server even gets there. Um, but you can also toast your friends. You can suggest beers for them. Come be our friend at Galactic Dads. Uh, you can see everything that we've drank on the show up to this point. Suggest new ones for us. Or if you see something that you, you hear us talk about, sometimes we can get a little wordy on these things. But like, man, that sounds kind of good. Then you know where to go to get it and what it's called. Absolutely. And here's what we're drinking this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, I will start off because I have a one single beer. And you look like you got a plethora of beers. <laughs> a six-pack variety, if yes. you will. Yes. Uh, so I will lead us off. I am drinking a Four Hands Brewing Company beer today. It is the Divided Sky Rye IPA. It is a 6.5% alcohol by volume beer. And seeing as how it is a rye IPA, it obviously has a pretty high uh, IBU level. However, it's not listed on the outside of the can, so you'll have to check out the untapped to see what it is. I love Four Hands. I yeah. don't think they can do wrong. Four Hands is great. Divided Sky is a really good beer. Um, it is. One of my favorite ryes, actually. A um, lot of flavor. So th- this is completely off the level of, of IPAs or rye or even beer in general, but Four Hands makes a seltzer. It is, they call it sparkler or something. Yeah, it's you told me about it. Bomb pop flavor. Yes. And uh, yeah, the wife and I went through a four-pack of that in about 10 minutes and did not regret it. Hey, real quick, this is probably a perfect opportunity to mention it. Four hands. We really want to record on location. Yeah, can we come guys. hang out? Can we come hang out? Please. There, there's a really cool uh, comic book review site. Uh, that I would love to do a recording with. They're St. Louis local. So we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that Sounds later. Sounds like something to reach out for. It so. does. But let's reach out for another beer. Which one do you have there? So speaking of local friends and neighbors and local breweries, I, uh, I, I hit a stroke of luck here while I was looking for something for this evening and found a variety pack at the local liquor store for a brewery called Friendship Brewing. It's out of Winsville, Missouri, which isn't too far it's from here. not far from here. Um, and uh, I am currently drinking their Pittman Pale Ale, a classic American pale, 5.8 alcohol by volume, 40 IBU. Uh, I like the can. It says, friends, this is the place where breweries say clever things and describe their beer. We're just going to let your taste buds decide. They're the ones that matter anyway. Wow. I like that. <laughs> wow. That is on brand. Yes, I good like that. But uh, no, it's a good beer. It's uh, I, I could see myself drinking four or five of these, but I have four other styles sitting in front of me that I haven't drank yet. So 
I love variety. It'll be good. Variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. All right, so good stuff. Speaking of variety, we have other segments of the show to get to. But before we do, um, seeing as how Untapped is a social app, let me tell you about the other social uh, media platforms that we are on. Of course, you can find Galactic Dads at Galactic Dads on the big three. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can even find us on Twitter. TikTok, but um, let's be honest, I haven't posted anything on there yet, but I can. I can. I talk about that often, but we haven't done it yet. It's because none of us can dance. That's right. Or do fun. Like, we can do funny stuff. I still have time. Do funny stuff. There's so much stuff I neglect anyway. Uh, (laughs) You can also find us on YouTube um, at Galactic Dads, of course. And then, um, oh, yeah. Uh, You can check us out on Patreon dot com slash galactic dads mm-hmm. and there you can see a lot of our fun behind the scenes stuff weekly updates uh bi-weekly at the moment bi-weekly updates and the exclusive after hours episodes that are only available to our patreon members and if you are a producer level member you get your name mentioned on every podcast and of course we will be giving those shout outs at the end of the episode so stay tuned for those Absolutely. Yeah, come be our friend on Patreon. You never know what you're going to come up with. We have the after hours shows, comic book reviews. Um, I like to barbecue recipes. a lot. Recipes. Um, you know, little tidbits on there. Uh, you just never know what's going to come up with. Plus, you get pretty awesome swag even at the bottom tier level. Um, yep. You know, at the very beginning, you still get, you know, free stuff sent Stickers, to you. Stickers. We're talking hats, t-shirts, hoodies. I'd say you name it, but I think we just named it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then also, um, we are working on new Patreon reward tiers just to keep it fresh. We don't want anybody to get bored with it, so we'll be moving on uh, with that hopefully pretty soon, and we'll definitely let you guys know. Definitely. But speaking of moving on, let's move on. We've got some daddy issues to talk about. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about those daddy issues. You ready? Ready. Let's Man, do I've, it. I've got a really big daddy issue that I think everybody needs to know about. And I think any dad out there will sympathize with this. Here's what's going on for me this week. So my wife works, and sometimes she has to work weekends. Mm-hmm. Fine. No problem. Right? But that just means I get left alone with the children. And... um. After a while, you're just like, dude, we've got to leave the house. Oh, yeah. I can't just stay here. Like, I'm sure Kent, my, you know, almost one-year-old, would be fine just hanging out in the house. But I look at my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and I'm like, yeah, we got to go do stuff. Mm -hmm. You need to experience the outside world. And also, selfishly, I'm going to lose my mind (laughs) if I don't go outside. Yes. Uh, So this past weekend... um, it was another example of me just trying to get out into the world with my children, prove myself a capable dad <laughs> that I could handle two kids and, and keep it together. Uh, but I'm going to be really honest with you. It went well at stop number one, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was STL Comics. Uh, I shared the the posts and stuff on the Instagram over the weekend. Uh, I picked up a sweet comic while I was there. We'll discuss that in comics a little bit later. Uh, but it was super easy there. The kids were super calm. And then we went to the grocery store, and that's when Apocalypse Now occurred. Like, it was best laid plans, <laughs> just went to 
to all holy hell. It was it was incredible. See, and it's wild to me just in my own personal experience to hear you say that it was harder at the grocery store than it was at the comic book store. Yeah. Because I've taken Logan and Barrett to Justin's comics before, and I've found that anytime I try to look at something, I get snippets, and then I've got to pay closer attention, especially in those environments. Oh, yeah. So for you to say the grocery store was a bigger challenge, I'm I'm excited to hear this. This is interesting. Yeah, well, okay, so we... We ventured to STL Comics because they posted on their Instagram feed a picture of a comic I saw I wanted I wanted real mm-hmm. bad. And I was like, that's not going to stick around very long. Right. So we have to go. So the kids load up in the car. We also had to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, we can do this. We can do this. There's several grocery stores around this location. We'll just make it happen. And indeed, I did. However, when we got to STL Comics, I walked inside uh, I had Kent in the pumpkin seat, which he is admittedly probably too big for. Uh, <laughs> and I did not bring a stroller because I knew I was going to go to the grocery store. And I went to the back gate of my car. The trunk space had plenty of room, which Makes the sense. stroller just completely you know, fills that space. So yeah. I, I left it. And then, of course, my four-and-a-half-year-old Kinsley, she's on her own. Like she, Most of the time will listen to me, so mm-hmm. it's fine. So we go inside. My daughter somehow is instantly bored. <laughs> and I have no idea how because it is toys and collectibles everywhere. Right, right. And the comics, there's like 75,000 back issues in the middle of the store ready oh, for you to rifle through. And as soon as I saw them, I realized I need to come here when I have an entire day to just let go. Uh, but also on the wall, they have keys, like key comics. I mean, it's like going to a con and seeing a booth with the rack up back and they have their keys up ready to buy. Uh, so I was looking at that and I was just blown away. And my daughter surprised me. She's super bored. She says, Dad, are these toys? I said, yes, honey, they are. And she <laughs> goes, I want to go. <laughs> oh, and wow. then she went and she found a bench and just sat on it. Huh. And a part of me was like, this is divine intervention. The comic gods want me to buy a book today uh, mm-hmm. because this is working out nicely. So, of course, I did. I bought a book. Uh, and Kent was cool the whole time. He was just swinging my arm. And he's heavy now. Uh, so I got a really good core workout as well as like a left bicep and my forearm, too, because the grip was insane. I miss those days because I was actually halfway in shape at that point. I am not. <laughs> I got out of breath just thinking about it right now. <laughs> but anyway, so I bought a book and we laughed and it was cool. Uh, and then uh, my daughter, she's fine. We go to Schnucks, which is our local grocery store here, mm-hmm. right? And before we even go in, I put Kent in the cart. I take Kinsley. We go to the bathroom. I had to pee. And while we were in there, I said, Kinsley, do you need to go potty? Do you need to go potty? She's kind of half dancing, but the answer is no. My mistake was I believed her. Yep. And then we walked out. I start going through the list. Yeah. I'm a list shopper. I have to be. God bless you for that. I, I have am to the be worst at a grocery store. If I don't, I'm buying all kinds of stuff I don't need. I forget the stuff I was supposed to get. Like I have to do the list. So anyway, so I pull up the list. We're halfway through it. We now have cold stuff in the cart. My daughter starts dancing. Says, "Daddy, I'm gonna pee." I feel the pee coming out. Oh gosh! Abandoned cart. Here, all he what abandon hope, abandon yeah. all hope, ye who <laughs> enter here. Yeah. Yes. So, I abandoned my <laughs> cart with the cold cuts and the, the, oh man, and just said, Let's go, 
let's go. And of course, I, I pulled Kent out of the front. I'm holding him and we're running through the store because dad, the pee's coming out. And where's the bathroom? All the way in the front corner. Uh-huh. And you were back in the deli area, which That's is on the opposite, right. the opposite corner. Yep. If you're playing four corners, it is as far as you can get from one point as possible. So, of course, that's why Dara says she has to pee, and it is emergent. So, we take off. We make it. That's good. We make it. However, it's the type of timing situation where I didn't have time to just sanitize the seat like I normally would do mm-hmm. if I had, you know, any amount of time. Right. But for this one, it was just just jump up there and, oh, my God, sit sideways. Do not touch the lip of right. the actual porcelain. Uh, to to their credit, though, Schnucks keeps a relatively clean bathroom. Yeah, they're usually yeah. pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Were you at the one by me or were you at the one in Cottleville? Actually, Cottleville. Cottleville yeah. yeah, Cottleville's always clean. Yeah, Cottleville, by the way, big shout out. You guys were awesome. I got in out of that store relatively quickly. Yeah, but your community is awful. All those people driving golf carts. God, what is that? Yeah, there were a couple of people like parked in parking spots with their golf carts. Oh, dude, I said, no, sir. You go on a Saturday night and there will be like 30 of them in that parking lot. You're like, why are you? What? Why are you? You have cars. Let's go buy a Miata. Okay, Ugh, same price. Lord, yes. Also, I've been looking at golf carts, but that has nothing to do. Dude, I, I get it. I get it. We had a side-by-side traded in yesterday. It's taking everything I got not to buy the thing. I kind of, I want a side-by-side. Uh, I'd feel safer. On, okay, all right, we'll talk about it. <laughs> all right, anyway, by the way, Production Matt has a golf cart, and yes. I kind of love it. Oh, I... Right? Yes. Yeah. I might I might talk trash on it because I'm a little jealous. I think it's because we honest. obviously want one. Yeah, I, I'd be all on board with some we kind should get, of... We should get one, all black, and wrap it in Galactic Dads. And we can have a Galactic Dads golf cart. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, let's I'm do in. that. Let's ask Matt if we can just wrap his. Yeah, that's <laughs> and even then, better. And then we're just done. That's so much cheaper than buying another so golf cart. So much cheaper. But he's going to have to get lug nuts and stay tight because I'm not going to put up with that. Oh, yeah. By the way, that was a story in one of our previous episodes. Yes, it was. That was an (laughs) excellent episode with intern Justin and production Matt and the shenanigans (laughs) they have when wheels fall off the golf cart. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wish I remembered what episode that was. It's a callback. Hey, fact checker, Keith, can you uh, help us out with that? That was an early one. That was was. probably in the 20s. Uh, Yep. Yeah, probably in the 20s sometime. But, uh, But anyway, so we're in there. Kid goes potty, boom, it's fine. The whole time, my very mobile one-year-old is in my arms. Squirming mm-hmm. the whole time. And I'm, like, fighting. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I'm putting him down the floor of a public oh. restroom. <laughs> uh-uh. No. No. So, you know, I'm just WrestleMania in my arms. <laughs> and my daughter's, you know, peeing. But, you know, she's a girl, and she's wearing a dress, and she pulls up her underwear, and her dress is stuck in it. <laughs> and then the counter... And the bathroom is too high for her to wash her hands, so I have to pick her up and put her on it. But guess what? It's a public bathroom. So it's wet. Everything's wet. Yeah, of course. And, you know, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So I take paper towels, and I'm wiping everything down. And I finally, like, I have to pick her up, put her on there, help her wash her hands because she doesn't know how to work a soap dispenser that's motion activated and then a faucet that's motion activated (laughs) and everything. It's not even really that big of a deal, right? But every little thing is compounding. And I'm like, I'm about to just walk out of this store, leave the <laughs> cart. I'll come back later. Just a collection, a comedy just, of errors. This is nothing but a complicating matter right. that is exponentially just pissing me off. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it is. And yeah. it's small stuff, but whatever. And then finally, we get back. This is the saving grace. We get back 
everything is okay. Everybody's clean. Everybody's hands are washed. We finally get back to our cart. Everything's still in it. Which oh, that's a win. A fear of mine for some reason is that if I leave my cart at a grocery store, it's like the Hunger Games. <laughs> Come and like just devour. No, it's it's fine. People aren't coming for your cart. Uh, but I did pass the beer cooler, and I found this exact 12-pack of beer I'm drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I put it in the cart, I realized it's all good. I got this. Yeah. Crisis averted. We're fine. <laughs> it, Finished grocery shopping, got in, got out. Real smooth experience. Like, the, the checkout lane, super fast. Uh, the people there are super friendly. Uh, honestly, this was this is a high point for Schnooks. Good for them. And then I got back in the car, and we were off on the road back to the house. No other problems. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but my question for you is, because what's the age difference in Logan and Barrett? Four years and 26 days. Okay. That was a lot more specific than I can get right now, <laughs> even though it's somewhere around that window. So when Barrett was one and Logan was five-ish? Yes. How do, as like, I'm sure you took the boys out on your own. Oh, yeah. Many times. How did you take them to a place like Urban Air or Playtime and still make sure that Logan had fun but wrangle Barrett? Because so, that's my challenge. Like, I'll take Kinsley somewhere to just run off steam, mm-hmm. but it's difficult. You're in a bit of a sweet spot right now because Kent is mobile, but he's not that mobile. Correct. So He's mobile enough not to stay in my arm. Right, right. Uh, a lot of... A lot of places will take that into some level of consideration. One of our favorite places, and it has been since Logan was an only child, is Kokomo Joe's. Oh, Um, yeah. And a large portion of why is because there's a lot to do. There is a toddler-specific area, and then there are some other, you know, the the toddler-specific is just like a little playground and some bounce houses or whatever. you got to pay a little bit, but, I mean, it's nothing. It's it's harmless. Let the little guy run around. At that point, I will pay whatever you want. Well, and and what I'll tell you is that whatever you want gets exponentially higher as they get older. It but sure it, does. It gets exponentially <laughs> more necessary as well. Indeed. Um, you see, now we're at a point, and we've been at this point for a little bit. Um, you know, we're at a point where if we take, like, if I take the boys and it's just me, like, I'll take them to Chuck E. Cheese because Chuck E. Cheese does this thing where you can buy a play card. It's unlimited play for like forty five minutes. And Done. I'll Deal. Just, yeah, I yeah. give I give Logan his card with a little wristband on it. I'm like, go get lost. Do do what I don't I don't I'll care watch the what exit. you do. That's fine. Like I, I'm I'm gonna stay closer to the exit than you. Go crazy. It's fine. Have fun. And um, and that's perfect because then I focus on the one that can't function alone, or at least that I feel can't function alone. And the big guy can go do what he wants to do. You're not far from that with Kinsley. No, depending I'm not. on where you are. Like, Chuck E. Cheese is really good. There's one way in, one way out. They're they're really safe. There are a lot of places like that. Playtime. Playtime Entertainment. Yes. And what's cool is like that. Yes. However, I, I'm i still, like, she's young enough that I still remember. That's my firstborn and of only course. child. Of course. Oh, yeah, except for I've got Kent now, so she's uh-huh. now my only child. But, like, I still have a hard time not having her in my eyesight. <laughs> so that's that weird. You're, you're in the... Um, you're you're in that what's the word I'm looking for? You're in that gray area. Yeah, the twilight, yeah. if you will. No, twilight's not right. That's the end. Now the, the question I have for you is when when you are alone with your two, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's different than when, say, you and Lee take 
the kids out. Do you feel like the dynamic or the way the kids behave is different? Oh, 100%. Yeah, what, yeah. what is with that? Dude, okay, so before I reveal, for you, do you feel like the kids are more well-behaved with just you or better well-behaved with both parents? Oh, no, 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 no. Logan and Barrett are, we're a team. Like, when it's okay. the three of us, yeah. it, it, it's very, it goes very smoothly. Both boys, you know, Barrett's to a point where he's, he's basically potty trained. Yeah. But both boys are, you know, if they tell me they got to go to the bathroom. That's where like, we're going yeah, right or, now. You know, I'll be like, do you have, you know, how long do you have? Oh, oh I've got 10 minutes. Or, oh, that's nice. I'll or, give you a time I'm not stamp. in a hurry. Like, I've got some time. Because, like, you know, if you're at Home Depot... And, you know, Home Depot's bathroom's all the way in the back, in the middle, in the appliance. you got to walk past all the shiny stainless steel crap that I don't want to pay for to get to it. You know, and if we're up front in the barbecue grills and they're like, i got to go potty, it's like, do you have five minutes? Can, can we do this in a dead sprint? Can yeah. you run? Yeah, can we walk? Do we need to run? Where are we at? And they're, and they're both pretty good about it. Conversely, if me and Steph take the boys to, say, Sam's Club or something... They will, I mean, you know, they're, they're wanting to hold, like, you know, the Olympic trials and sprinting in the friggin' aisles. And it's like, no, there's other people here. Calm down. Uh, you got to stop see. this crap. But, yeah, there's definitely a difference in dynamic, and I've never been able to figure out why. Yeah, I, I'm at this stage now where Kinsley and I will buddy up because she's old enough. Kent, he's still a wild card, man. Like, I can't get that kid to do anything but what he just, he acts on impulse and nature right now. Like, he's just instinct-driven. Yeah, but if you keep bub- if you keep buddying up with Kinsley over the next couple of years, by the time he gets to be like a real handful, which is coming, mm-hmm. then you know, then it's not going to be a oh, I've got to buddy up with Kinsley. It's going to be a you're going to shoot a look at her, and be like, you on this? She's like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, we're <laughs> good. We cool. We cool, yeah. fam. All right, that's. I mean, for me, I feel like that was a good daddy issue, like that that first like solo adventure, which I've had before, but like now it's like doing errands and not just fun stuff. Two on one is scary. Two on one I is mean, scary. it really is. So you know, especially when you have things that you need to do, mm-hmm. and not just you know stuff that you want to do is a challenge too. But right, you know, of course, which is again weird. The stuff I wanted to do, easy. Yeah, the stuff we had to do that was the nightmare, but it really wasn't even that bad. So. I digress, but if you guys have daddy issues and you feel free, shoot them at us. We'd love to talk about them. Any questions or anything like that, you can hit us on the email, uh, galacticdads at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get your emails on that. Uh, but let's move on to the stuff that we are super excited to talk about this week. Yes. I don't know which one I want to talk about first, so I'm going to let you pick. Are we going to do Black Widow or are we going to do Loki? Let's do Black Widow first. Let's um, do Black Widow yeah, first. Yeah, let's do Black Widow first. All right, let's do Black Widow. And uh, we'll get it going. Mm-hmm. All right, Black Widow, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I'm really excited about it. You know why oh, I'm excited? Too. I'm excited because we talked about this movie probably ever since the show started. <laughs> I know I say that often, but we we really have. Like, this movie was supposed to come out on, like, May 1st, 2020. Yeah. And then it got pushed back to like November of 2020. Then sometime, I think, early May again in 2021. And finally, July 9th. Yeah, it was, it was I think, like May 7th or May 9th or something. And then, uh, yeah, and then it got pushed to July. Which I'm okay. Like, 
I'm just glad I got to see it. And I was really excited about it because I, I made a thing out of it. I was like, I'm going to go back to the theater. Yes. And this will be the movie I go back to the theater with. Yes. Yes. And, and I was not disappointed. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't disappointed either. Uh, Steph and I actually, you know, I had a, I had a week, uh, week off work last week. And uh, last Tuesday, uh, Steph and I hit the early show. And, um, you know, we were able to go see it. It was our first time back in the theaters together since Endgame. Um, yeah. She had been for something, and then I had been for Rise of Skywalker in between now and Endgame. But, uh, yeah, so I believe on the last episode, I erroneously stated that I hadn't been to the movies since Joker or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I, I'd yeah. made the same mistake. Yeah. I thought that my last one was Endgame yeah. as well. And Jedi John goes, did you not see Rise of Skywalker in theater? And I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes. I did see that. And that actually, I mean, good experience. But anyway, so Black Widow. Like overall, let's hear it. What were your thoughts? I thought it was good. Um, you know, if, if you compare it, if I compare it to the other Marvel movies, I would put it pretty well dead square in the middle, maybe high middle, I guess you could say. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I didn't think, you know, it didn't hold the same weight with me as, say, like a Thor Ragnarok did. Or, or a Winter Soldier. A Winter Soldier or a Civil War. Uh, it was better than, it was better than at least two of the three Iron Mans, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, it was better than at least one of the Captain America movies. Uh, he's got three of them technically yeah. I'm not, because I count civil war actually as an Avengers film. I don't care what anyone says. I can agree with it. I, I have my, my opinions on civil war aren't necessarily the most popular. I liked the movie. I didn't. Oh think, man. Are we going to fight? No, we're not going to, this fight. is not that episode. No, it's no, not no. the episode. That's you know the what? after hours. Let's mark that for the after hours. <laughs> no, it, yeah, we're not, I won't go into depth on that. I, I don't, I don't hate civil war. I don't even dislike civil war. I thought it was a good movie. I, all right, that's, you know, that's, that's as far as I'll go. Let's stick it. Let's um, stick it. Black widow, you know, but black widow, I thought was a fun watch. Um, I, I think, I think the constant delays did not help this movie's release. Clearly, it's just just yeah, saying I mean, that statement out loud kind of seems yeah. to support itself because there. But were, high level, we'll do high level and uh -huh. then we'll dive in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, high level, I enjoyed it. Um, the relief, the reveal at the post credits was exactly what I figured it was going to be. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, I I thought that the the and action, we'll talk about that too. Mm -hmm. I thought the action sequences were fun. I thought the family sequences to provide the comic relief I thought were were really well done considering the the subject matter and everything i was really curious how they were going to bring yelena into the fold mm -hmm. uh, i like how it happened um, yes i didn't i didn't want it to be one of those where they're going to fight each other all movie type of things or something and uh i i i really enjoyed how they did that i thought the banter between natasha and yelena was pretty good most of the time it felt very sisterly very much so yes which was great. i did have problems with yelena uh which we'll get into okay. and i also had problems with natasha which of course we'll also get into mm -hmm. uh but high level mm -hmm. not to cut you off but it feels like you're you're deeper diving i'm i'm ready for you, you to you're ready uh, yeah let's I have it i can't wait okay so high level about a third of the way into the movie something happened to to me in my mind and i went <laughs> Oh yeah, this is a Marvel movie. 
mm-hmm. calm down. And then I just started really enjoying it. Okay. Right? Up until that point, I don't know why. It could be because of the way that the movie is filmed up until that point. Um, the opening credit scene, which is incredible, but covers mm-hmm. some really heavy stuff. Right. Uh, it just put me in a mood for a different movie. I can see that. Overall, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun Marvel film. Thinking about it, if I take any time to pump the brakes and really think about it, I have problems with the movie. Mm-hmm. But as the overall experience goes, yeah, it's a mid-tier Marvel movie. Yeah. Very entertaining. If you just check out and say, I'm here for fun, you're going to love this movie. Right, right. And I, I think it was, well, of course, all of the acting was superb. There are characters you fall in love with instantly. There are characters you hate immediately. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's, of course, your Marvel villain, whatever. Um, I did feel that some of the stuff was predictable. We'll get into that. Yes. Um, like, honestly, I saw the big reveal coming a mile away. Actually, I think I even kind of mentioned it in episode 67. Or I believe you it did. It might have been before that. Like, I, the Taskmaster reveal, yeah. I think I, I kind of nailed. And I also think I um, talked about the vest. I might have talked about the vest. Because when we see Natasha in Infinity War, she is wearing the vest. And yes. when you're watching uh, Black Widow, they immediately, well, not immediately, but as soon as it hits like real-time modern Marvel into the movie, they tell you where the timeline is. And it's like immediately after Civil War, mm-hmm. right? Before the events of Infinity War. And I, I don't know, but I think I'm pretty sure I said, I think we're going to figure out why Natasha looks the way she does in Infinity War. Although yeah. they don't really tell you why she dyes her hair, but that's okay. But they do. she's wearing a vest, and you're just kind of like, eh, that's going to mean something. The, yeah. Because I connected in the trailer that Yelena's wearing a vest. And then I made that connection, and I was correct on that one. They did allude to the hair color thing, too, early Slightly. in the movie. Slightly. She was looking at a box of hair dye. Yes. And I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, okay, okay. Clairol. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, the movie's good. Uh, let's dive into the things that I thought worked really well. Okay. Go. Okay. I love the family dynamic. So did I. I thought that was excellent. I love that they used Mila Jovovich's daughter to be a young Natasha. Yeah. Because she really, like, I don't know what it is if you want to nail the 90s, but I feel like... Mila Jovovich somehow embodies the 90s for There's me. There's something unbelievably fitting. And her daughter is just like a chip off the old fifth element block. Yes. Like she really is a spitting image of her mom. And with a little bit of blue hair dye and slight strawberry blonde going on, you're like, you buy it. You instantly buy it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely do. I was thinking the same thing. She had that, you know, quasi-rebellious... Yes. You know, that quasi-rebellious look, and she had that that Mila Jovovich clueless-looking face going on, which I love everything, that, that everything sounds, Mila Jovovich that does. sounds like her. a negative, No, but, but it's, it's actually not, a, a positive. Watch The Fifth Element. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about with Lilu. the first 10 minutes of Lilu showing up, and you'll be like, that's what he that's was it. saying. That's, that's it. it. So what's going on here? Yeah. Kind of look. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, but the kid knows what's going on. Like, young Natasha knows everything that's going on, which makes it in the scenes where they're fleeing 
um, and she's checking out football games, and you get like all this like pure heartland Americana, like they're in Ohio in the Rust Belt. Right. It's just wow. And then you know you see them; they have to take off, and Rachel Vice, who by the way, mm-hmm. Rachel Vice, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll talk about that in just a minute uh, because there's a scene where Alexi, the Red Guardian, who played their dad, uh, dad, quote, unquote, uh, is talking to Rachel Weisz. And I was almost like, it was a laugh out loud moment. And that's when I was like, yeah, this is a Marvel movie. Uh, But they they do this really good job of being like a sleeper family Mm -hmm. in America. And then, you know, all of a sudden, Shield's coming, they get a breakout. By the way, this is nonstop spoilers, uh, and I'm just going to do them all. The movie's about like two weeks now. Yeah, if you haven't figured out that we're giving spoilers yet, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm real sorry, know, but you should know. Go, yeah, go to the theater. Disney yeah. Plus. You don't have to go to the theater. Hey, you Pay just Disney watch on Plus Disney Plus. Bucks and be quiet. Which, by the way, totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Steph and I seriously debated, even after going to the theater, we seriously debated getting premium access to watch it again. I, uh, I think I'll end up doing it. Yeah, I might too. Yeah. Anyway, um... But they, they do this really good job of Natasha, because we all know Natasha's character, right? She's oh, yeah. like, she feels deeply American. She doesn't even have a Russian accent. No. Okay. And Yelena does, and there's a good reason for that, um, because she's a younger one, and by the time she's taken back into the Red Room program, yada, 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 mm-hmm. or she's Russian. And Natasha got out, but even as kids, like, you could see the difference. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... Them getting away and escaping out of Ohio on a single prop plane all the way to Cuba. Like, I don't really know if that works, <laughs> but I guess it does. Uh, somehow with their dad on the wing and, and they don't stop anywhere. He crawled in the window. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they get back to Cuba and they've escaped the Americans, you know. And now it's back to the Red Room. Mm-hmm. Natasha and Yelena go in. Uh, their mom, whose name starts with an M, I just Melina, Marina, Marina, or Melina. I think it's Melina. Uh, yeah, um, you know she goes back to wherever she does, and of course Alexi mm-hmm. goes to prison. Apparently, yeah. Uh, for if you watch whatever the, for whatever reason, right? Because it's cool to see David Harbor in a Russian prison, right? If you've watched Stranger <laughs> Things, you know, like that's where they left him. That was just a that was a big MacGuffin that I did not understand. It's like. Why is he, you know, and they they kind of tried to come back and say, you know, he made, what's his face, mad? Drakov. Drakov, yeah. yeah, General Drakov mad or something. And I'm, I'm saying, yeah, but still, like, why is he in prison? Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you make a, you know, make a mass criminal like that mad, they're just going to kill you. Exactly. And I got to put you in prison. You know, that's the first thing about this movie I did not like. Let's talk about it. There is no reason Alexi's alive. No. If he, and let, like, Purely just to have the cool scene where they break him out of prison. That is the only reason he's in prison. Right. Also, he's hilarious. He is hilarious. He is an absolute just joke, uh, which, I mean, obviously is by design. He's yes. a comedic relief. Um, but there is a scene in prison where he's telling old war stories as he's beating people in arm wrestling because he's mm-hmm. clearly super soldier enhanced. Yes. To what level, we're not sure. But he's he's got strength. But he is arm wrestling these people and telling them about the times he battled Captain America. Yes. All right, so let's talk about that real quick. I think that Alexi is kind of telling the truth 
when he's talking about battling Captain America. Did he? Did he do? Was that something that happened in the books? It was, wasn't it? Well, in the comics, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. But here's why I think Alexi's telling the truth in the MCU, because not only does he talk about actually fighting Captain America, while Cap should still be on ice, right? Even one of the prisoners, a arm wrestles, says, "Isn't wasn't he frozen at this time?" Yeah. He's like, "Are you calling me a liar?" And then he breaks his arm. Yeah. Uh, very hilariously, which <laughs> as bad as that sounds, it was funny. <laughs> but the only reason I think that he's not lying is because when he sees Natasha again, he says not, hey, hi, how are you? Everything going well? I've missed you. He goes, does, does, he, talk does he talk about me? Yeah. And, of course, Natasha's like, no, why would he? He's like, we had many good bets. Like, he talks about Captain America like they actually fought. Yeah. And he asked Natasha if Cap remembers it or yet ever mentions it. And I think that's because what Alexi was actually doing was battling a Captain America. Mm-hmm. In the comic books, while Cap was on ice, America did not just let the mantle of Captain America go to waste. They put other people in it. Rather similarly to the, the plot line in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that actually happened, and Marvel was just telling us, there were other people who were Captain America before Steve came back. Yeah, and it, it wasn't just the idea of, oh, let's do this for John Walker. No. You know, this is something that they had done before. And and that's why I think I think it was a lesser cap. Yeah. Which is why he was successful at throwing him out a window, apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I heard it was a sick ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, my only other issue with Alexi is why is he alive at all? Right, right. He he really, I didn't see much purpose to him besides him being comic relief. And those feel-good dad moments, which yes, is huge for true. our show, right? That is true, yes. He had, a, he had a good moment with Yelena where she is talking to him and she says, all you care about is being Crimson Dynamo, which was hilarious yeah, because yeah. he goes, it's actually Red Guardian, and she's like, that's my point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a nice callback to the Iron Man foe, right? Russian Iron Man foe. Uh, but anyway, and then as soon as she's like angry, he starts singing. Yeah. He starts singing the song, the song that, that brings them back. The bye-bye Miss American yeah. pie. Yeah. Don McLean. And- yeah. And uh, it's like this nice moment. And all of a sudden the Russian troops are there and he goes, it's going to take all of them to stop me. And they, they hit him with like a trank dart and he and like he shrugs just, it off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's got like 20 on him. It was like the scene from Ace Ventura. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which was funny to me, but if you had just broken out of Russian prison where you're supposed to be living out the last of your days, I don't think the kill team is coming to capture you. I think those are lead bullets flying at yeah, you. Those are uh, AK-47 rounds, and more than likely. And you're not just standing in the <laughs> open window with no. a clear line of fire. No. You're not doing it. You only do that for comedic effect, and that's how you remember it. This is a Marvel movie. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know that, the, you know, for the most part, with exception and obvious heavy points, they're not going to harm any of the good guys right. to that major degree. Right. I mean, they're good people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only person they're going to let undergo severe, grievous torture for decades upon decades is Bucky, and then we're going to laugh it off within three episodes of a Disney Plus show. Exactly. So, I mean, you know <laughs> it's going to go lightly. It's fine. 
Yes. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, but other than that, David Harbour, for me, was huge. He's, I think he's living off Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing that character, but just channeling it. And MCU was like, Kevin Feige goes, you know what? You're already doing this role. Why don't you just do it over here? Uh, and the comedic relief was great. My favorite part with him, though, was when they did the dinner table scene where the family was back together. And he was like, it fits. And he, he puts on the Red Guardian suit. <laughs> Barely. And Melina's like, yes, it does. Like, you can tell, like, she has that attraction. Oh, yeah. And he said something. He's like, I've been in prison a long time. I have... <laughs> Lots of energy. <laughs> She's like, like they've got like that vibe going. Right, you right. could just see Natasha and Alina be like, "Oh my god, yeah, please don't!" I just threw up, <laughs> and you're not really my dad anyway. <laughs> this is this is gross. I don't even really know you people, but this is gross. Right. It's like that hilarious family dynamic, and yes. he kills it. Of course, Rachel Vice kills it, and Natasha and Alina, uh, Florence Poe, who mm-hmm. by the way is having a Florence sauce. A poissance? I don't know. Whatever she wants, but she's awesome. Florence Poe is killing it. Yes. I did love, I loved Yelena. Yes. Yes. The, the, the constant jabbing at Natasha about the, why, why do you always land? Why do you pose? And you pose every time. You're a poser. What pose? You're such a poser. And then she does it the one time and then she's like, oh God. Like, you disgusting. Why did I do that? Feels it physically. It's It's just, it's like you did that because you're, you're now Black Widow. Yeah. That's why. Exactly. But, yeah, it goes back to the conversation we were having earlier where, you know, it, there's the the sister vibe between the two of them. It's so um, strong. And it starts from the very beginning when, when Natasha walks into the, the safe house in Budapest. Yes. And they're fighting. And, you know, it's it's obvious, you know, it's it's obvious that they're, neither one of them are going to hurt each other. But it but, sure doesn't really feel like it, right? But yeah. they're trying. They're trying to win. Yeah. They're both trying to win. But you can they're tell they're also that testing each other. Exactly, exactly. What, and I what, like that a lot. Which let's talk about it real quick because you mentioned it. One Budapest, yeah, right. And two, it is not the explanation of Budapest that I wanted. We've been hearing mm. about it ever since 2012 in the Avengers film when Clint. And Natasha are battling the the alien the the horde. And he says, "Yeah, it's just like Budapest. Remember?" And he's like, "You and I remember that very differently." Yeah, yeah. They were making a lot of jokes about murdering a child. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, they did. By the way, they really handle. This was a very Marvel move mm-hmm. because like, we talked about in the opening credits. So we're talking about some serious stuff like child trafficking. You know, child soldiers, um, just all sorts of really awful stuff. Yes. And somehow, in the middle of it, by the way, with a great song, the um, mm-hmm. Smells Like Teen Spirit Slowed Down yes. uh, on the Black Widow soundtrack. You should definitely go check that out. Yeah, it's really, really good. It is so good. But, like, you feel it. You're like, oh, my God, these kids, their entire lives are just sucked away from them to be turned into just, you know, basically guns, right? Yeah. Like, they're just things to be used by the Russian army. And then all of a sudden the movie starts again. You're like, Oh yeah, this is fun. Like, yeah, this is a good time. Oh, look, they're assassins. Now they're really good at it, but it's fun. Yeah. This movie might've had the darkest undertone. Yeah. Of any of the Marvel movies, yet they still managed to provide a great deal of levity 
while doing that. I mean, okay, let's talk about the the forced sterilization of yeah. the widows. Yeah, is handled in a hilarious moment, right? With Red Guardian, they're like, oh, you know, just like having your whole uterus removed and your ovaries. And Red Guardians is back, like, oh, stop! You, you well, don't need to be so gross. Well, like, yeah, wasn't it something like, oh, what? Why are you so mad? Are you on your period or <laughs> yes. something? Can't get my period. They they took something so serious and then just like and they, yeah, and they provided a light moment with it, which you know, to Marvel's credit, I right. think you know, obviously this movie is not setting out to tackle these issues. No, it's to say this is a part of this character's past. Do with that what you will. But on the same point, the comics did the same thing. Yeah, but I the mean, comics are a lot different. I mean, well, sure. yes, the Red Room exists, but also in the comics, Natasha has the Infinity Formula running through her veins. That's her true. Nick Fury have the Infinity Formula, and they have been around since World War II. Mm-hmm. Whereas, obviously, you know, this is a very modern take on that, and they're, like, grown up in the 90s. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and with the movies, the MCU couldn't overcomplicate. No. Absolutely not. That is exactly what would happen if you tried to drag all of that extra stuff in. Right. So, I mean, I think they did a good job with what they had to do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes times to dealing with those really heavy topics, they're limited by the scope of the fact that they are a Marvel movie. But I think they still kind of handle it well. They're like, right. hey, this is some serious stuff. Don't think about it too hard. It's time to laugh. You're at the movies. Have a good time. Right, right. Which I enjoyed, to their credit. Also... I don't like how quick they make you love Yelena. That's right. true. I, she has murdered untold number. Her ledger <laughs> is dripping. Yes. And red, right? Yes. Like, they just come right out and say it. She's really good at her job. Yeah. But you instantly fall in love with her. Right, right. Yeah, they don't really, they, they just completely gloss over anything that happened up to that point. And, you know, obviously... They don't gloss over the Red Room. They don't gloss over that whole program, which is a terrible thing. And, and obviously it meets, you know. They, a lot of brainwashing. Yeah. And and it doesn't keep the devil waiting at the end of the movie, which is good. But on the same token, you're you're 100% correct because it only took me. And, and I knew who Yelena was. My wife, who was sitting right next to me, had no clue who Yelena was. And I did not tell her before we got into the movie because yeah, well, some things it. are better yeah. left learned um but you know when i saw her and then i saw the interaction immediately i was like oh this is just awesome yeah it's you a know? good time yeah not only am i now not as sad that natasha died right uh, because also that was like two years ago now right like i've had time to move on now i'm just like cool when can we forget her so we can get yelena like going on into the future which by the way we'll talk about the post-grad scene now because yes. Yeah, so um, none of that surprised me. What about you? Not at all. Yeah. I actually was kind of, I don't know. I feel like it was just 100% on brand. The only thing I wondered is, and let's just talk. What what happens in the post-credit scene? Go ahead. So uh, the post-credit scene centers around Yelena meeting with Lady Hydra. And if I'm Correct. not mistaken, they're at, natasha's grave they're at yes. natasha's grave yes and and lady hydra shows up and through a, a short conversation you are able to determine that yelena has been working with madam hydra mm-hmm. which has also been working with u.s agent if we've been following along john walker john walker the u.s agent 
as well as any other number of people that I'm sure they're massing and we'll learn about over time. I'm pretty um, sure they're building the Dark Avengers. They most definitely are. I think they're doing a good job they of it. They most definitely are, which I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Lady Hydra hands a, uh, a tablet to Yelena and says, how would you like to you know, make sure that your next target is the man who is responsible for your sister's death? And it's a picture of our good friend Clint Barton. Hawkeye himself. Hawkeye himself. Which is cool because that leads you right into the Disney Plus show. Most definitely. Hawkeye. Where Hawkeye's daughter is going to end up fighting Yelena. I don't know. Is it Hawkeye's daughter or is it Kate Bishop? Because those are two separate people. That's true. That's true. And we know Kate Bishop has been cast and has been seen on set. We have stills from that. You know, it's probably Kate Bishop. Yeah. Probably it would probably make more sense to be Kate Bishop. Yeah, because I mean she's a strong character. Yes, uh, and she also is a member of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Who, if everyone's keeping score, we've had, we've a, had lot a lot of, of them teasing. show up. Mm-hmm. We have Wiccan and Speed, who appeared in WandaVision. We have Patriot, who appeared in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's right. He's Isaiah Bradley's grandson, and also. For everyone keeping score, and we'll talk about it a little bit when we dive into Loki, Kang, uh-huh. a young version of him shows up in the present uh-huh. as Iron Lad, who's a founding member of the Young Avengers. Uh-huh. So now we have four. Nope, we have five because Cassie Lang exists too. Cassie Lang exists. And Ant-Man. Yep. So we have like five characters of yep. the Young Avengers already on screen. Yeah. Yeah. So... um Gotta say though, if you're if you're creating the Dark Avengers, I really, really want to see Ragnarok, and I really want to see that blow up in their face. Because that'll be you mean hilarious. siege? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got you. I got you. That's the comic <laughs> story. Well, that was. I almost feel like you need a Norman Osborn for that, but you could get but something you like can it. Is the thing. I mean, you know, they, there's no reason that we can't have a Norman Osborn to do that. That's true. We have Spider-Man. Yes. And we have No Way Home coming. Yes, we have No Way Home on the way. Who knows what that's going to even right. do. Uh, but, yeah, at the end credit scene, shows us Lady Hydra. She's not only recruiting Yelena, she's had her on the payroll. And Yelena says, I need more money. And her response is, you and me both, sister. Which right. lets you know they've been working together for a while. My question when I watched that is it doesn't even matter is I believe this was the end credit we were supposed to see first. And then it like that would have been our original introduction to Lady Hydra. Possibly, yeah. Because then when you see her again at the end of Falcon the Winter Soldier, when she recruits John Walker, you're like, hey, look who's back. Mm-hmm. Interchangeably, it doesn't matter which one you see first. Right. But I think think that's the one we were supposed to have first that's a possibility and i've always been of the opinion that black widow kept getting delayed because they wanted to keep certain secrets a secret um you know marvel doesn't do anything without some degree of purpose and you know what i mean by that is if they had secrets in this movie Things that were not supposed to be discovered until after the Disney Plus shows, after WandaVision, after Falcon and Winter Soldier, even after Loki, then they needed to continue to delay the movie so that the movie came out at the appropriate time. Um, Do I think that that helped the movie? 
not necessarily because I think that the hype train got built a little more than it maybe should have in this case. Um, however, I, I think that, you know, they, I think that they meant this order to be kind of the way it was. I don't think it necessarily needed to be this way um, because, you know, realistically, you know, you look back at the original Avengers, like from Iron Man, when Nick Fury shows up, and then later in the Hulk movie, you know, you see Tony Stark says, hey, did you hear we're putting a team together? Um, that had to go in a certain order because obviously you had to hear something about the Avengers initiative before Tony Stark just shows up uh, or anything like that. That had an obvious order. I think in this case it could have gone either way. I think that, you know, Marvel might have overthought this just a tad as far as, you know, holding the movie off. If they held the movie off just for this post credit scene, they did it wrong. And uh, I don't have a problem saying that. But, um, you know, realistically, it could have gone either way. And, um, you know, the, the way that it went, I think, is fine. Um, like I say, with it being delayed as much as it got delayed, I kind of wish it would have been a little bit more. Um, but, Brandon, you're right. This might have been the first intended exposure of lady hydra because, i think so yeah because then they they introduce her they give you her name when she's introduced with u.s agent that's correct so uh, i don't know but either way it also it still doesn't matter um but seeing her it, it gets you hyped for it so i do have to say julia louis dreyfus in that character phenomenal is so so great because you you know She's charismatic and she's strong enough that she can carry oh, absolutely. a villain, but she can carry a villain to a degree that you love her. I'm looking at you, Ultron. Yeah. Because we all love Ultron, and James Spader can carry that. Actually, Steph and I were watching Ultron last night. She wanted to go back through a few movies after watching Black Widow, and the reason for that was because Black Widow alluded a lot to Civil War. Absolutely. And Civil War alludes a lot to Ultron. So we were watching Ultron last night, and, you know, we've watched a lot of The Blacklist over the past few months, and then you hear Ultron talking. And she looked at me, and she's like, I totally see that. I totally see what you're talking about. Because I kept telling her, like, Red Reddington from The Blacklist is a giant robot. Absolutely. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. And then she heard it. She's like, nope, you're right. <laughs> you know, and that's that's kind of Julia Louis Dreyfus is a perfect pick for that kind of role, and we're gonna love her until we have to hate her, and then, and we're, probably then we're still probably gonna, gonna like love her. her, and we're yeah. gonna feel bad about hating her. True story, you know, but that's okay. Which is like a perfect villain, right? Well, I mean, I, I mean, for anything else, it's a Loki. Yeah, but I was about to say, let's face the facts. We all love Loki, even though we're supposed to hate him. We all love Ultron, even though we're supposed to hate him. We all love Thanos, even though we're supposed to hate him. Yeah, you know what the problem with Thanos is? He was right. Yes, that's the problem. He was right. He did nothing wrong. Hey, yeah. What's up, co-host? Yes, we do know. We we have a super adorable co-host here right now, and Luca was awesome. Actually, we watched it the night it came out. It was a really cool movie. Hey, real quick, do you want to say hi? No. No, I right, let me if you, let me know if you do. We'll turn your mic on. All right, don't worry, guys. Kinsley is in studio with us, but we will keep on cruising unless she mm-hmm. decides to jump in. Um, yeah, she 
Julia Louise Dreyfus is perfect for that role because there's a political aspect to it. And her, you know, Emmy-winning stint on Veep, Veep yeah. is perfect for this. Yeah, she's it, her, she's her acting well ability drafted. is just, yeah. it's top-notch. It I is. Mean, yeah, she Which is weird because really you don't well. think that watching Seinfeld until you realize exactly what she has to do as Elaine on Seinfeld. You're like, oh, no, you've been a really good actress for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You start you start deep diving on Seinfeld and you realize, oh, no, 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 you're good. You're just right. Even her stint on Arrested Development. <laughs> you're just like, oh, my God, she's so good. Yes. She she plays the blind lawyer who's not really blind. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> Arrested so Development funny. is the best terrible show I've ever watched. Oh, I know. So it feels like a Larry David sitcom, but it's not. Yes. Which is so, like, I don't know. My wife is currently watching it right now, uh, which is why I thought of that, because she's going through, like, the first two seasons, and I just started laughing as soon as I saw her. I was like, Lady Hydra plays an awesome prosecutor. She See, doesn't even know it. I can't get to stuff. I can't get stuff to watch a show like that because when she looks at it, she think she immediately thinks like this is just a live action version of Archer and Archer was stupid. Yes. I'm you like, know, you know you're know what? right cuz the mom is <laughs> yeah. still Jessica Walters. I know she even yeah. looks like Valerie she, Archer. Yeah, they drew her to be, yeah. Uh so anyway, yes. Um but anyway, overall thoughts on Black Widow. We can't talk about Black Widow and not talk about the big letdown for me personally, mm-hmm. and that was Taskmaster's identity. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about it in the podcast for a long time. Taskmaster is, I mean, one, he's a dude, right? Yes. And he has this innate ability to have, like, photographic mem- muscle memory. Right. 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 So anything he sees, he can replicate. In the movie, what you get is you get a person who is damaged and then enhanced with a microchip that whatever they see after that, they record and then can perform. So what they did was they took Prometheus from the Batman and JLA comics in the late 90s, early 2000s, and turned him into Taskmaster for the movie. Who, by the way, major spoiler, I saw coming a mile away because you never see... The daughter, Dracov's daughter, it's this big thing for Natasha, right? That's mm-hmm. the big red in her ledger. And I, as soon as you really start thinking about it, you go, well, I went. So Taskmaster's Dracov's daughter, right? And then the big reveal happens in the movie, and I was like, yeah, Taskmaster's Dracov's daughter. Yeah. And she's got a little bit of scarring on the right side of her face. Other than that, she's totally fine. I would not have cared. If Taskmaster was Dracov's daughter at all, it would not have bothered me. You could have made Taskmaster a woman, a sea urchin, don't care. The part that really frustrated me about Taskmaster is you've got a villain there that is high level in the Marvel Universe. This is a Magneto-level villain. This is a person who can fight the Avengers single-handedly. And you completely wasted that character. Yeah, and, and that frustrates and You me. give him no personality. It yeah. is essentially a Terminator, mm-hmm. and that's it. That is only mission-based. Yeah. That's it. And I also thought it was really... <clears throat> Natasha defeated Taskmaster too easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't even a fight. No. It was like, here's my cool, like... 
you know, standard legs around the head, so I do a swing thing around your body that she has done in every iteration that we've seen her. Yeah, on she's film done a Hurricane Rana on every villain she's ever fought. And you would assume that Taskmaster would be prepared for that. Right. But uh, she's seen it. Yes. And then the answer to that becomes, no, I've got the chip around the back of your neck. You're fine now. The only thing I can hope in this, and I don't know how they would make it work, but the only thing you can really hope when it comes to Taskmaster is maybe they pull some kind of magic wand stuff where they got the information for the microchip and developed it because the original, the actual Taskmaster exists and the actual Taskmaster helped make it happen. Well, here's why I hope that's the case. And this is the little bit of hope that I get. It's because they say in the film, we have a a widow gone rogue. Yeah. Initiate the taskmaster protocol. Right. Which makes you think that that is not just solely Dracov's daughter, but an actual software, something that was developed from the original taskmaster. That is my hope for that. I doubt we'll see it because Marvel is usually shows their hand. So I, I can't help but mention this and I'm probably gonna get I I'm probably gonna get flogged for saying it, but there are some parallels here that I'm not a fan of. Parallels to parallels to a certain character in a certain movie and, and I'm gonna get flogged for this, but in at the end of X Men Origins Wolverine when Stryker says activate the pool no, you are not the only person to make this parallel. I, it makes me mad because I feel like I'm going to get, I mean, I'm going to get hunted down for saying it, but it's not far off. It's not far and off I'm at all. I'm not happy to, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, really bummed to say that, but maybe we'll get lucky and there will be some kind of redemption arc here and we'll get like a real full-on Taskmaster that is scary. Event, eventually. Yeah, we will get the Tony Masters that we deserve. I hope so. I really hope so. Because that, that is honestly what I'm hoping for. Um, man, even his Wikipedia page now, Testmaster's Wikipedia page, <laughs> like totally gives you that major spoiler. It says a female version of Taskmaster named Antonia Drakov appears in the Marvel Cinematic Universe film Black Widow. That's like the second paragraph. It's before you even get to the rest of the page. <laughs> Man, what a spoiler. That's terrible. That's terrible. But, I mean, it is the comics, and we always have an opportunity to see a positive change. We're still waiting for that with the Mandarin, which I think we'll get at some point. I think we'll get that in Shang-Chi. Yeah, I could see that. I could see us getting that in in Shang-Chi. So it might be sooner than later. Yeah, which, good stuff. Overall, though, um, Black Widow was... I'm glad it was my first movie back. It was a fun movie. I'm really happy we went to see it in the theaters. If you're on the fence of whether or not to go to the theaters to watch it, I encourage you to do so. I, I definitely. think you'll have a good time. Yeah, there. when when they're on the falling debris yeah. and doing that stuff, they, I mean, you really want to see that on the big screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Which, by the way, uh, that is my last gripe of the film. I don't know how high up Cloud City is supposed to be, but it's not that high. No. Okay. And also, by the time it takes them to open their chute until they hit the ground, like, they should all be dead. <laughs> I'm just going to say it out loud. But other than that, if you're just there to enjoy the movie, you're going to have a really good time. 
It's a great movie. Yep. It's a good Marvel film. Uh, I will definitely recommend you go see it. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk Loki. Let's talk. You ready Loki. to talk Loki? Yes, let's talk Loki. We're gonna talk Loki, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk Loki right now. All right, so we're six six episodes in, right? Yeah, and we saw it. Yeah, we saw the last episode yeah. of Loki, which, by the way, great Disney Plus show. Oh yeah, yeah. I that was the one. You know, when they first announced the first three, that was the one I was the most excited for because I thought, dude, you could do anything you want in this, and it's gonna be ridiculous, but it's gonna be awesome. When it was first announced, was I was both. like, who wants to watch a Loki show? Like that was me, that was where my head was at. Because I was like, who asked for this? And then lo and behold, it is the best one so far. God, it's so good. It's so like so it good. immediately out of the gate, picks up right where right after in-game. Yeah. And that like that that pulled it for me. Mm-hmm. Um I would did not have to wait an episode or two to figure out what was going on for the show to really pick up, which I think was a big detractor for a lot of fans from WandaVision. I think so too. I th- I think that it there was enough what's the word I'm looking for enough cool down time. Yes. That, you know, the first three episodes of WandaVision were a severe ramp up and they were a slow ramp up. Yeah. Slow burn for and, sure. You know, unless you were committed, you know, I knew a lot of people that after the second episode, were like, dude, this is stupid. I'm out. Yeah. Well, my coworker sits next to me. and was like, dude, I couldn't get through it. I was like, your problem is, is that you started watching episode one. Yeah. As a casual fan, you should have started at four, watch the recap. You'd have been good to go. Yeah, even even at three, you could have got away with it. But yeah. four, for sure. Um, Loki, I feel like from the beginning of the series, we had Sit some down, level of strap action. In. Pay Here attention to what you're doing. Um, even like the comedy in it, too, mm-hmm. from, from the start. It's like, come through this machine, unless you're a cyborg, in which case you don't want to go through this machine. What if I don't know? <laughs> There's one way to find out. Like yeah. He's like... Loki himself hesitates. He's like, I don't know. Well, yeah, and the part where they have the they put the big stack of paper. Please sign this if this is everything you've ever said. What? And, and then they print another off. page. And he puts it down there, and the guy's just like, just sign this. Well, and what's great is they they do that. They reiterate that part of it from in the, the first final episode, episode. In the final episode after the big reveal after who you see. Um, and, and everything like that. And, and I loved that. Oh, yeah. I kept tying that Oh, we're going to spoil this, too. So you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So you know how in WandaVision we're like, where's Mephisto? It's Mephisto. Uh-huh. Right? And it was never Mephisto. Yeah, no, we were wrong about that. But in Loki, everyone goes, it's Kang. Uh-huh. Where's Kang? They go, Kang's right here. He's eating an apple. You're right. It was yeah, Kang. Yeah, he's hanging out. The whole out. time. Yeah, he's chilling. Yeah. Which, by the way, incredible actor. Yeah, Jonathan Major's. You know, it's funny because I didn't realize it at first. And he was talking. I'm like, okay, you know, he, he who remains. And I'm sitting here, and on one side of my brain, I'm watching the show. And on the other side of my brain, I'm, you know, you see the ticker moving because I'm going back through what co- comic knowledge I have. And I, I don't know as much about Kang the Conqueror and everything, but I'm going back through what I do know. And I'm sitting there, and then I realized the more that Jonathan Majors is talking, the more that his character is talking, I was like, I actually said it like right in the middle. I was like, that's Kang. 
that is Kang the Conqueror right there. And Steph's like, who is Kang the Conqueror? I'm like, that's not him. He's not the one you need to worry about. Kang is going to show up, but that is Kang. And she's like, what? And so then I had to try to explain who Kang was. Yes. and Which uh, is hard to do, right? It's very hard to do. Because there's so many Kangs. But it's perfect for this for show. This show. And for what they're working on with Doctor Strange, what I believe they're working on with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, for what I believe is going to come in in Quantumania and things like that, I think yes. you're going to have a lot of... There's going to be a lot of Kang action. Kang is going to be a busy man for the next few years in the MCU. Yeah, I believe that they showed us the Marvel Cinematic Universe's big bad for the next 10 years. Oh, for sure. On a TV show. Yeah. And it's incredible. And he was lovable. That See, now that's the problem with this one. Because right. in the comic books, you get different versions of Kang. And like I mentioned earlier, you even get one of them that founds the Young Avengers. Yep. He is Iron Lad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. knowing what his future self becomes. So this one, and this is like, there was a part of you that agrees with this, right? Mm-hmm. And that part of you is actually Loki, your protagonist. And there was a part of you that says it doesn't matter. This is still wrong, no matter what the cost. And that is the part of you that sympathizes with Sylvie. Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Now, for anybody who was watching this show and saw the choice put in front of Sylvie and Loki... Not for a minute did I think that love would win the day and that this version of Kang was going to walk away no problem. Oh, no. I immediately knew Sylvie's going to kill this version. Oh, absolutely. No matter the cost, because she spent the last untold eons running from the TVA, witnessing death and destruction, losing everything she's ever had. You don't give up that hate and need for revenge in two days of finding a version of yourself that you love. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to change your mind that fast. Yeah, not at all. I don't care how powerful people say love is. It's not strong enough to overcome that. So you know Sylvie's going to kill this character. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then when she does, people are all surprised. I was like, what? who is surprised here? Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait, the only thing surprising is how good you are at, at believing the story that you're being told. Mm-hmm. Which, and then, again, I'm thinking about this. I was like, is this Loki's story? This is a Loki story. But is this right. our Loki story? And I don't know. I don't yeah, know. well, and, and even in the title, you see the various Loki text. Variants, yeah. Yeah, the variants in the font and things like that. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that, that kind of comes comes to fruition. And you've got the Loki Gator and all the other Loki Gators that are... You get Frog Thor. Which, which, by the way, they have a Loki Gator polo to I saw that. mirror the Lacoste polos of the alligator. And I definitely ordered hey. one. So, Oh, look. She hey. joined the podcast. Hi, Kinsley. Do you want a pair of Loki Crocs? Because I saw some designs for them, and I want those as well. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. I will. I will break into the Crocs game with Loki Crocs if I can get them. I would do it. Yeah, got to do it. So at the end of the day, though, Loki was an incredible series. It yes. showed us a lot of concepts, and I think this is the first show that really rewards comic book fans mm-hmm. just obscenely because they have all the different multiverse stuff they can use. Yes. I, I mean, seeing stuff like the Thanos copter, right? <laughs> yeah, which, the Thanos copter, which you, I did go back and see it. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you don't Hello. know, you know. Hello. You can see, you know, Throg, Thor mm-hmm. Frog. You see him reaching for Molnar. Mm-hmm. You can see the, you know, the living tribunal's head in the background. There's all this stuff that comic Hello. fans get to check out. Hello. And it's <laughs> it's just it's amazing as a fan of comics, and that's really cool. But I feel that, and this is probably symptomatic of almost every Marvel Again, Marvel show ready? now. Show me. Oh, you tell me on the phone, kid. Look, Dad, I can hear you on the phone. <laughs> yes, that's how the podcast works, babe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Day does when he neglects you. <laughs> now, but uh, it's symptomatic of every Marvel thing is is it feels like it's very difficult for them just to tell a story and keep it self-contained, yes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, the story of this Loki just becoming a different person now because he says he's a different person now. Right. And I guess somewhat meaning it by the end, it doesn't matter because all this is doing is setting up Kang as a villain. Right. Right. And then all Black Widow, the movie did, was say, okay, yeah, Natasha's dead, but here's your new Black Widow. And also here's Red Guardian and Melina and all these other widows that you'll get to probably see a little later. I feel like what you're getting is you're getting like Loki and maybe even Black Widow to some degree, but I think Loki is like the first, you know, on Christmas morning when you take your when you take your finger and you run it through the wrapping paper and you take that first part where you open the wrapping paper. I feel like that's where we're at. We we just opened the wrap on what we're going to see over the next two years. Yeah. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, it, they definitely opened it up on how the possibilities are endless. Kinsley doesn't know. Kinsley that's okay. Know. That's okay. She's usually in bed by the time we watch Loki. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you get that first excitement, but then by the end of the episode or the series, you're just like, I don't. Yeah, okay, cool. Whatever. Right. Aside from the fact that obviously you're coming back because Loki will reappear again in season two, that's great. But now it's like I almost don't even care that we went on this journey with this Loki because now I'm just excited for Kang right. to come back. Right. Well, and my question too is is what is Loki going to be doing in season two? That's a great question. Yeah. Is Sylvie coming back? Probably. Yeah, you've got to figure. Will we get to see Mobius on jet ski? Obviously, these are the hard-hitting questions. Exactly. We need answers Ka-chow! to. Ka-chow! <laughs> I mean, ka-chow. <laughs> will, in season two, will he go, wow. What was the, the the meme that came across that I thought was just hilarious? Like, the top one was was a picture of Loki Gator, and it said, see you later, alligator. And then the next one was was Mobius driving the car, and it said something like, after a while, ka-chow, or something like that. <laughs> yes. I, I just, you know died at my desk when i saw that it was good stuff (laughs) anyway all right well i think that loki was probably the best disney plus marvel show so far i would agree completely Uh, i hope that trend continues for them to so better so the next one is what if and and i'm excited for what if because i am too i love the what if comics Yes. And, you know, we're already, you know, there are things that have been seen in the What If trailer, like Captain Carter 
And I believe we've also seen some still, like some live action footage possibly of Captain Carter as well. So I'm curious as to this, this animated what if show, what is it going to, how is that going to translate into the rest of the world? Cause I know it'll be fun to, to watch. Cause I loved the what if comics when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, I think they're just quick glimpses into this new multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be fun. It's a great start. I agree. And I, I think you're going to need those quick glimpses and you're going to need kind of a palate cleanser is not the appropriate word. But, no, but like a, a quick yeah, introduction and, and, into and this new multiverse. Appetizer. Yes. Or something before you just get thrown into it. Because you're also going to see new takes on stories we've seen already. Like right. Iron Man. Right. Which we see not only does it become... I just cannot wait to see the cartoon version of Iron Man being saved by Eric Killmonger. Yeah, when he gets people. saved by Killmonger, that's just crazy. Which, like, again, another Marvel villain that you're like, nah, I'm, I kind of get it, bro. Like, I'm on here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on your, I, I, I loved Killmonger. I, yeah. For kinda, what he was. Kind of here with you, buddy. Like, I, I understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm not condoning. Just saying. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I I'm not going to join your cause. Like, a, you know, you're not. Like, I might put you on probation, not jail for life even though you yeah, probably need you're not to maxwell away. lord i'm not ready to follow you but exactly but i get where you're coming from oh that's just good that's a good analogy anyway loki incredible mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely i cannot wait to see what i feel like the the mcu shows on disney plus and and maybe it's just because I, I i don't know but i feel like they're kind of getting better and better Agreed. Um, Which is why I say I hope that trend continues. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. What I what I liked the most about Falcon and Winter Soldier, the more I think about it, is that that was the show that was bound to have some kind of political implication, geopolitical, especially yeah. in a world that's post Endgame. But they did it in such a way that number one, you didn't feel like you were smashed over the head with it, which I appreciated, and number two, they did it in such a way where they delivered their message in a way that everyone in the audience could digest. And I, I loved that about that show. That's a good point. Um, WandaVision, the first couple episodes were questionable at best. They were enjoyable. When you go back after you see the whole season, then you go back and you enjoy it more. Um, WandaVision was good. I think it did a good job of opening things up. Falcon and the Winter Soldier kept doing that. Loki made it just... Everybody I talked to about Loki was like, God, I love that show and I can't stop watching it, but none of us really knew why. Well, what is and it? It's a perfect like jumping off point for the next phase of Marvel. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, somehow Kevin Feige and the people at Marvel went, you know what we should do? Maybe not another movie, but like six episodes of something that gets you so ready for the next movie. Right. Right. And that was this. And they kept it very Marvel. Yeah, they did. They did. And they did it their way, which they couldn't do that when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on. They couldn't do it that way because it was network TV. And it still did a decent job of tying into the MCU movies at the time. Um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you know, some of those movies. Like, it did a good job of tying back to what happened and the events in those um, but it's nowhere near to the same degree of tie-in that we're getting now, now that they have full creative control and full freedom of what they can do. 
Absolutely. And, I mean, not only that, but they keep the fun part. Like, they keep the core aspect of this Loki that we're supposed to have. And it is, what it is, is, you know, he starts off with his glorious purpose. And how quickly they transition it to Thor Ragnarok. Like, funny (laughs) stuff. Like, it's within the episode. He changes immediately. Oh, yeah. And it's hilarious in the way that it's done. Oh, yeah. You know, because he comes, I come to you with glorious purpose. And within, like, 15 seconds, they're like, no, you don't. Come on. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, be quiet. We're done. I am burdened with glorious purpose. Yeah, you and that purpose stand right over there. You're going into. uh, But, no, it's a great show. Um, Really, honestly, looking forward to everything we're going to see spilling from the multiverse for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody actually pointed out an interesting thing. If you take WandaVision and Loki and Mm -hmm. start them both at the same time, when Wanda's powers really manifest and she completely comes into her powers, mm-hmm. that's the same timestamp on the Loki show as when Kang goes, huh? Huh? Like he <laughs> noticeably stops and goes, huh? Wow. Now we're past the threshold. That's crazy. So I don't know if that's true, but I think it might actually be. I am super tempted to, to watch them to both just go watch them and, and watch see if they stamps. sync because that I think matters pretty huge. Did you hear that Kevin Feige came out and said, I'm sure you did that Agatha Harkness will be making another yes. appearance. Yep. Which yeah. is wonderful and not unexpected in the slightest. Well, I love Catherine Hahn. Yeah. You don't put an actress of that caliber in a role of that caliber and not expect them to come back. You yeah. just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, she has to come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her. And I want to see how they're going to bring back the twins. They have for to young come Avengers. back. They have to. I mean, they're, they're, there's no question of it. Well, because the last thing you hear is them screaming mom. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know they're going to show up. So, and it's going to be. Again, young Avengers. Yep. I think you just find a different multiverse where they are alive. And boom, here they are. Bang. Yeah. Let's start the Young Avengers because the other Avengers are now lost in time. Kang took them away. Young Avengers protocols are started. And we get White Vision back. That's how it happens, there folks. You go. I'm calling it right now. And that's actually the, that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, you don't need anything hard. No. I mean, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'll give you face value. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you really have to do. So I am excited for that. Uh, Loki, though, definitely watch it. If you haven't watched it, uh, we're sorry you just listened to all this. Uh, but but really, you should have known that we were going to talk about it by now. So good. We've given you, what, two weeks? A week and a half? Um, well, it was a six-episode season, so we've given you like eight weeks. It's true. So if you haven't started the series yet, you're just you're busy. And that's cool. I'm sorry. That's great. And I'm sorry that you got some spoilers, but watch it anyway. You should go check it out. Yeah. I might watch it again just to I pick up I on might. stuff I missed, like the Thanos copter. I don't know how I missed that the first oh, time. Oh, it's impossible to miss. I wasn't even drunk. Soon, I must have been asleep. In episode five, as soon as they start to go underground uh-huh. oh, to, yeah. to where the Loki's lair is, oh, yeah. it is sitting right by the manhole. Yep. It is 
hard to Thanos, big letters. Well, and that's how I missed it, though. Because you were busy looking at everything else? Well, no. Right around the time that they were going into the Loki lair or whatever, there was about a two or three minute spot that I just completely, I was out of the room. Oh, and I came that, well, back that in, would be why. And when I came back, it was President Loki with the big vote for me thing. Which, by the jacket. way, is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can get those buttons online, too. So yes. I'm debating doing that because I'll just wear them to work and look like a big idiot. But Actually, the, the issue of, I think I think it's um, Loki, Agent of Asgard. I could be wrong on that one, but it has that image on the front of cover. Yeah. Yeah, that was sitting at STL Comics when I walked in. I was oh, like, man. I was like, mmm. Oh, man. All right. But anyway, all right, let's move on, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki's great. Black Widow's great. Yep. Uh, Watch them if you haven't. If you have, I'm I'm hopeful that you enjoyed our uh, our review and synopsis of them. Either way, either way, we hope you like it. Uh, we do have some video game news, real quick. Yes, do just want, a little bit. You want to run through it? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's me, move on to that. Yeah, let's do it. Right, so I got I've got two things. I've actually got two and a half things. I'm gonna make this really quick. Last episode, I was very quick to you felt some type of way. Yeah, I felt a certain way, and I said some things about Nintendo. And I'm not saying that I didn't mean them, but maybe I didn't mean them as much as I thought. So with the with the news, say, I'm not saying I didn't mean them. I'm just saying I didn't mean them <laughs> as much as I thought I meant them. Well, with the with the new Switch coming out. Um, I was, you know, I was under the impression by everything I'd read that it's basically the same switch with a LAN port and and an OLED screen and an OLED screen, yeah. Which, okay, I was right for the most part. Uh, however, that feel good to say, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but there are a couple of things I was wrong about, and I feel like it's important to set the record straight. Um, the Nintendo listens, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. David Bowser, what's up, dude? Like, dude, dudes in my inbox all yeah, day, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, first off, the screen on the new Switch is bigger. I was unaware of that. I missed that part. Um, I think they purposely held some of that stuff back. It's possible. Just to say, go crazy, you idiots. It's possible. Okay, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's possible. So it, it is a slightly enlarged screen. It's about three-quarters of an inch larger than before, which, you know, normally you'd be like, yeah, it's three-quarters of an inch, whatever, dude. You know, what are you, a weatherman? But... Um, this is a Nintendo Switch we're talking about. It's a small screen to begin with. It's getting slightly larger. That is a good thing. Indeed. Um, and also, as a result, they did have to do some retooling of the Joy-Cons, um, which I am happy about because the Joy-Cons are very susceptible to stick drift. Um, I know yes. this because my eight-year-old is on his third set. They're not cheap. But um, but that's okay. So, I... Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. You know, I still don't think Nintendo really, I don't think they put their whole, I'm not going to say they didn't put their whole heart in it, but I don't really feel like this is a justifiable upgrade based on what I've got. But it's a little better than I initially thought, so I'm going to go ahead and eat some crow on that and, uh, and go with that. Now, while we're on the subject of portable gaming matters. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it. Because you shared um, this and we shared it out on Twitter. This showed up. It, it and and maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I've had some some stuff in my personal life going on over the past couple of weeks. Maybe I just missed it or whatever. But this for me came out of the blue. Steam, which I don't know, you know, if you're a PC gamer, you know, 
you know what steam is or a doctor sleep fan <laughs> right right yeah not that steam not, <laughs> no, that, not steam. that steam at all um steam is a platform that was originally developed by valve so- software it's uh, it's basically a software platform for pc games uh similar to like the xbox game store uh or things like that where you can purchase your games have them all in a library uh download them but maintain ownership as needed uh, Steam has had a presence on PCs for longer than I can remember. I've had a Steam account since before I moved out of my parents' house. It's been a long time. Um, they've developed their newest entry into the hardware market, and they've had a few things. They had the Steam controller, a couple little things like that, but their newest entry is called the Steam Deck. and I like it. That's yes. a great name. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, they they released for pre-orders this past Friday on the 16th. Um, but basically what this is, this is a portable. It almost looks like a Nintendo Switch or like a Wii U. It does. But it plays PC games mm. and has a controller interface. Yeah. So it's like you take a Steam controller talk and you dirty, mount a screen to, to it. Um, now... You know, that in its own is exciting because this is something that create that eliminates a barrier of entry for console players that want to play PC games. You know what? That's a really good point. Yeah. Now, what further drops that barrier is this has a starting price point of $399. That's pretty darn good, especially when you're considering for something that'll run PC games. Now, the $399 version is pretty bare bones. Uh, they do have other versions. The sweet the sweet spot seems to be the middle one. Uh, it's five twenty nine. Has a two hundred fifty six gig SSD on it. It has a little bit faster processor. They do have an upgraded version with double the storage space, a little bit more RAM. It's a little bit stronger. Um, Who's who runs the hardware on this? This is this is uh, this is built by Valve. Valve, okay. yeah, Valve built it, uh, and Valve's the one that's selling it. I pre ordered the middle tier one. For five twenty nine, what I liked about this is two things. Number one, five bucks to pre order. Oh, so I, li- I like that. Yeah, so you get in, you get in at a very low barrier of entry. So you don't have to prepay for the whole stupid thing. You don't have to put a hundred bucks down. It's a five dollar pre order. Um, the other thing I like about it, I don't know how many of you guys have been trying to buy a PlayStation Five. It's I impossible. Have. It's impossible, and it sucks. It could have been handled a million different ways. This is one of the ways they could have handled it. Um, we'll see how it goes. Right. They released pre-orders The plan for is much different than the actual rollout. Correct, correct. Uh, Steam and Valve released pre-orders for this in, uh, for an October release. They released pre-orders on Friday. I didn't get around to getting my pre-order till Sunday because I had life trouble with the stuff. website, life, blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, oh, well, we're sold out for pre-orders, good luck. I still was able to put my pre-order down. They said my estimated release was... Ship release is way off. I gotcha. My ship release is quarter two of 2022, which that's a long ways out. It's a year from now. That's right at about a year. We're in July, buddy. Uh, Okay, it's just a little bit less than a year. Okay. (laughs) But still, for those of us playing along, it's a little while. But I'm still on the list. I still have one. I don't have to sit here and play this game where I got to follow some goon on Twitter and hope he tells me when I can buy one. Wow. So. Okay. Nothing against the guys who do that on Twitter. You do great work. I love you. I just haven't had any luck and it's frustrating. I feel some so, type of way about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I get, I get. 
Mm-hmm. But but that's a Steam Deck, and uh, you know, for five hundred bucks, being able to play PC games and not have to try to keep up with the PC gaming universe, I think it's pretty cool. I, I got think, a big Steam on deck. There you go. There you go. There you go. Lots yeah. stuff to look forward to. So, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's good. Um, the only other stuff, and uh, and Brandon, you and I talked about this before we started the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ubisoft yeah, 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 announced yeah. a new Tom Clancy game yesterday. It looks so fun. So, it, you know, it's interesting because, like, when I first saw it, it's a free-to-play game, which is great. That was a big draw for me. It's another competitive multiplayer game, which for me doesn't do a whole lot i'm not big in the battle royale world okay that's you know there are a lot of people who are that are better at video games than i am so god bless you for it but um tom clancy's x defiant which is described as a something like a gunplay shooter meets a punk rock mosh pit yeah i mean let's be honest this is black ops 4 yeah. Well, let's just call it what it is. Well, I'm watching this, and all I'm seeing is Black Ops 4 action with a little bit of Fortnite sprinkled in. Right. And I'm okay with it. It looks like a ton of fun. Uh, the re- worldwide release trailer was yesterday. Ubisoft mm-hmm. let out. Uh, their, I think, executive director was on it, and their creative director was on it. Yes. And they pulled this, this pretty true uh, kind of visual component of a yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Right, they put them right up next to each other. One's multicolor, one's kind of like a bland. Right. Um, but it works. And, and the way the point they try and make is like the bland one is obviously this is a gunplay game. Yes. Right. This, I mean, that is the bread and butter. You want to know what the, the game feels like when you're ADS, of course, aiming down sights. You mm-hmm. want to know that the guns, the gunplay feels authentic, which feels weird to say out loud. But it matters, right? Especially for a bunch of people who are currently, you know, kind of getting bored with Warzone. I was about to say, what's the biggest battle royale right now? Realistically, it's Warzone. Fortnite. No, Fortnite. Probably Warzone. Yeah, it's Warzone now. But, you know, a year or two ago, Fortnite Fortnite. would have been it. Um, But, yeah, this it looks like Ubisoft saying, we're going to do that too, Mm -hmm. but we're going to give you flair with it. And that's Mm -hmm. where this punk rock aspect comes in. And there's different, like, I don't what do they call them modes, mods, not mods, but mods, like, factions, they have factions. That was yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So if you want to get your, you know, your faction on, you want to get your hunger games type of stuff <laughs> in really what it feels like is the factions are, are give you kind of callbacks to older Tom Clancy games. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When you said Ubisoft said the new Tom Clancy games coming out, I immediately in my mind went the new Splinter Cells coming out. You and literally everybody. I else. got super stoked. Yeah. Uh and then I watched the trailer and said, oh, so some people have the goggles, but that's it. That's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I still want a new Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell game. I want a new Splinter Cell. Um I I, I always forget that the division is a Tom Clancy game. I do too. And I, I really enjoyed The Division. The one that I feel doesn't get enough credit is Rainbow Ghost Six. Recon. Oh, gotcha. Ghost Recon is so stupid fun. It's a good game. Oh, isn't Ghost Recon the one where they let you go down to South America? Yeah, that's Wildlands. Yeah, just, Wildlands you go is kill awesome. people and just do stupid crap the whole time. Such it's such so a great game. It's so under undervalued by the, right. the gaming community at large. Tom, The Tom Clancy games in general, you look at Splinter Cell, which... We can go. We we have an episode for Splinter Cell. We do. Um, you know, Rainbow God, Six. Can we just talk about the voice 
in Splinter Cell real quick uh-huh. because there's Sam parallels. To, yeah. Yeah, but who's the voice of Sam Fisher? Remind me. Michael Ironside. That's right. And do you I, know who Michael Ironside is? Oh, yeah. Obviously, he is the commanding officer in uh, the bug movie, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Right. They sucked his brains out. But he's also Darkseid. Yes. And the Superman anime yeah. adventures are what we refer to as the DCAU, which is the extended animated universe. Yes. He is dark side and he is my dark side. He, his voice, he, he, no matter what the dude looks like or whatever, his voice is the epitome of badass. He's the bad guy from total recall. Right. For everyone right. trying to really like, that's yeah. it. He is so good though. Oh the yeah. way The way that he just refers to Superman in the animated show as Kal-El. And you're just like, <laughs> You derogatory man calling him by his birth name. How dare you? Yeah, you're exactly. like, no, wait. No, that's that's actually right. Yeah, no, no, you, <laughs> you did okay. Yeah. <laughs> you did okay. But he is the voice of Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell, which I will never get past how much I love that. Uh, it's almost like having Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland, as Snake right. in Metal Gear Solid, right. which if I didn't have David Hayter first, who I love. Yes. I would 100% say Kiefer Sutherland is my solid snake. And that sounds bad saying out loud too, but mm-hmm. whatever. Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland is my solid snake. That's the episode title. Yep, there right there. Go. You hit that nail right on the head. <laughs> you, Jack Bauer, you. Oh, my. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I immediately assumed that Tom Clancy, we were getting a new Splinter Cell game. This is... But this is good. This is a good. This is a great competitor from what I've seen so far to Call of Duty Warzone. I put this somewhere like if if you're looking at competitive multiplayer games, I put this somewhere between Apex Legends and Call of Duty. I like that. Um, I like that, and I like the fact that it's not another battle royale because I think battle royale starting to experience some fatigue. Warzone's cool. Um, it's realistic to a point, like. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm, you know, I like guns, and they have real guns in that game. Well, they did, and then you know it goes like in the '80s, Cold War style. Right. And you're like, well, these seem different again. But, but yeah, okay. but they get ridiculous enough where like you can base jump out of a plane and pop your shoot eight feet in front of a roof and then just come no, off real. the roof running. No, it's real. You know? well, Maybe for other people, but not for me. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it's not Apex Legends level where. It's obviously sci-fi and stuff like that. This is kind of a good middle ground. The six-on-six six could be a little bit more palatable for people like me who I I never got heavy into the Battle Royale thing because I'm not that good at competitive multiplayer. And if I'm going to get killed in the first 15 seconds of a match, I'm not really interested in playing. So this this could be more palatable for people like me. It could bring more people in. And I, I think you're still going to have your competitive base. Yeah, in the reveal for this they come right out and say whether you're a casual gamer right i.e you and i yeah uh or you're competitive and just you know you want to launch a squad do like your you know uh world of gaming what i forget what that's called yeah there's like a league mlg or that's you know it. you want to be on a team like 100 thieves or, or something right. like that yeah uh real important stuff this game is designed for both mm-hmm. which i think is smart because there will be a bunch of people who just for lack of a better term, loot credit, right? Oh, for sure. And I think that's what they get at when they say we'll have ever-evolving characters and factions. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, 
okay, so you'll have new things for me to buy, which whatever, you know. Right, ever-evolving. They'll change the seasons, change the meta every season, you'll get to buy more stuff. If, yeah. yeah, if it's a free-to-play game, I, I, in the long run, I know I'll end up spending way more, but initially it's free, so it's mm-hmm. so much more palatable for me. Well, and, and those free-to-play games and the way the free-to-play model works, it, it's it's brilliant because you look at... You look at Fortnite, you look at Warzone, you look at even Destiny 2 went to a free-to-play model. And, you know, even with even with Destiny, which, you know, they, they specifically say all the stuff you can buy is strictly cosmetic and stuff like that, making money hand over fist on yes. that stuff. And then you got Fortnite, which Epic Games has has money coming out of every orifice twice gross yeah exactly uh warzone has made more money for activision than i think the last couple of call of duty releases ever have mm-hmm. and you know so it's obvious that this is working and now you've got ubisoft that's coming into the fold um the division i always forget that it's a tom clancy game i like the division i like the premise of the division it doesn't play the way i like to play which is why i haven't put hundreds of hours in it but it's a fun game. Which is interesting because you are that gamer that will dump the time. Oh, yeah. If, like, I, that's if I find you. something I'm in love with, it's mine. And I will I'll I'll put five hundred to a thousand yes. hours into a game without a question. But it, you know, it, You're and, the you're the type of side side quest king that makes everyone feel bad for the first boss. Yes. Like that's you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially in a single-player game. By the time I go into the first major mission, I've already done every side quest, and I'm level 840. Right. And it's like, okay, the rest of the game's easy, but at least I get to watch the story and be entertained. Laser Eric is the side quest king. <laughs> Could be, I've been called worse, so right. it's okay. Indeed. Um, yeah, I, right. I don't right. know. So, Curious to see how this shakes out. The Tom Clancy games are always good. Yeah, that's true. Even the bad ones are worth playing. It's true. So. And if you're interested to see how this plays out, good news. Ubisoft is looking for your feedback. They mm-hmm. want you across all all of the socials. Mm-hmm. But they also want you to come and put in your input. You can come and check that out at playxdefiant.com. I registered while we were recording. See? It takes about so eight easy. seconds. From your phone. Uh, but you can register. What's that registration like? Uh, well, you have to have an Ubisoft account. Which, if you've ever played an Ubisoft game, especially a recent one, you've probably already got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just log in and you register, and it's done. It's about three clicks. Boom. And then that gives you probably early access to the beta. It'll be beta access. And then also, a lot of times what they do on some of the other games is like when the Division... Excuse me. When the Division and the Division 2 came out, if you have an Ubisoft account, like a Uplay account, you could get different cosmetics. Yes. You know, so like for the first division, you know, the idea was it was in New York and you could get like the, you know, the New York local hockey team, you could get their jersey and their hat and stuff like that. And you could wear them around New York, whatever. (laughs) You know, you could wear them around New York right now in real life. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all completely worthless stuff, but it's still kind of cool. It's so weird how much that matters again. Oh my God. They're so so smart. So much. You know what actually makes me think of? It makes me think of the eight. Uh, Apple Plus TV show Mythic Quest. Uh huh. Have you seen that show? I haven't. I've heard of it. You know, never mind. Watch the show, <laughs> okay? And then we'll talk about it. Okay. I 
Well, let's move on. Is that okay. that's it for video games? That's all I got today. It's good stuff, though. Mm-hmm. That's exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. I will definitely be signing up for playxdefiant.com. But let's move on. I've got a little bit of comic stuff that I promised I would share, and we're going to do it real fast. All right, everybody. So listen, I'm telling you about some comic news. Uh, Really, it's not news so much as a comic book from early 92, very late 91. We're talking Amazing Spider-Man number 361, which if you are a fan of the Venom movie news coming out, you know that is the first appearance of Carnage, which is really cool because, of course, the next Venom movie is titled Let There Be Carnage. Uh, Even though we saw Cleus Cassidy, in the end of the Venom film from Sony uh, Pictures, we know we're going to get to see him in the full-on Carnage symbiote persona uh, coming up later this year. And I saw on the Instagrams while I was alone with my children that the STL Comics had a copy, and it looked like it was in tremendous shape, a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number 361. Uh, so I loaded up my kids in the car, we went, I took a look at it, and it is a pristine book. It's in great shape. I went ahead and bought it. And I uh, big shout out to STL Comics for having it uh, and doing a great job of promoting it on their socials because uh, that's what got my attention and had me drive out of my way to go get it. However, uh, it is a second printing, which is okay with me. Uh, it is in immaculate shape. I'm super glad that I was able to do that. So personally for me in my collection, that was the big news. As far as comic books uh, this week, I was very excited to see the Sinister War kick off for Spider-Man, which is really, really huge. Uh, It's kind of culminating in the end of Nick Spencer's Amazing Spider-Man run, uh, which he's been doing for quite some time now. We're looking at 75, 74 issues. Uh, But uh, the... Sinister War actually is going to culminate in hopefully what it looks like to be an answer to the One More Day storyline when Spider-Man sacrificed his marriage to Mary Jane, uh, and it was a joint decision by both Peter and Mary. They sacrificed their marriage to Mephisto to keep Aunt May alive, which is a big post-Civil War storyline in the Marvel Universe. And one that was very controversial, still is controversial. And it seems like little by little, Nick Spencer's been undoing that in his run on Amazing Spider-Man. So, the Sinister War does seem to see Mephisto actually referencing it and talking about all these things and dealing with them. So, I'm excited for Sinister War, if for nothing else, to see how we rectify Spider-Man's sacrifice of his marriage to Mary Jane. I'm sure they'll come up with some good way to validate it or something like that. Or they'll just, you know, let them get married again. And I'm hoping for all the above. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's just do it and move on. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I know, like, the next storyline to come from Spider-Man is supposed to be with, um, oh, the clone. Why is that? Oh, this is what happens when you're old. (laughs) Ben Riley. I don't know why that took so long. But anyway, so Ben Riley, I think, gets to wear the Spider-Man suit mm-hmm. with a new 
kind of Spider-Man emblem. And I think Peter gets to work on his marriage, which I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's, right. Yeah. That's cool. I'm down for that. So this is completely off topic, but yeah. um, there is, there's a board game out there called Splendor. My son is a Splenda? huge fan of it. Is that sugar? Kind of, kind of. The Splenda version of it, they have a Marvel version of Splendor that my son loves. And the, and the whole reason this is coming up is one of the character cards that you can get on it is Spider-Ham. Yeah. And every time Spider-Ham shows up, Logan gets so excited. He's like, that's hilarious. Spider-Ham, voiced by John Mulaney, uh-huh. in Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Which, by the way, John Mulaney, hilarious. I, I need to watch Into the Spider-Verse with Logan. I think he'd love it. Oh, my God, yeah. I've watched it. I thought it was awesome, but he has watched it. No, it's a good movie. Yeah. It makes you like go. Post Malone's music. And no one tells you it's Post Malone's music, and then you're like, "Oh, no, that's." And it. then, and then you feel dirty, and you have to go take a shower. But for some reason, you want to play beer pong. All of a sudden, you have face tattoos everywhere, and you don't know what happened. Yeah, it's just. I was a cute kid. Now I'm a hardened criminal. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> wow. Who operates a food truck? Because that's all that means now. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, Sinister War number one is awesome. Uh, I also picked up the fourth issue of Batman: The Detective by Tom Taylor. Okay. Which I love with art by Andy Kubert. Again, love it. Loving Batman's London Adventure, <laughs> uh, which is cool. Which, by the way, is huge because I'm pretty sure Tom Taylor is the guy who's writing Amazing Spider-Man coming up after Nick's. Oh, really? Release. So beautiful segue. Okay, there. but that's really all I have for okay. comic news. Uh, something I was excited about, and then of course next week there's some other stuff coming up, but we'll talk about that. Next week. Next week. That Carnage cover is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, it's beautiful. Are you going to get that graded, or are you just going to stare at it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because I have that sketch by Mark Bagley. Uh-huh, yeah. When I was at Ace Comic Con with Production mm-hmm. Matt. I think I might just, like, frame it next to it, or with yeah, it. Yeah, I can see that. Because it's so good. And then I have a picture with Mark Bagley. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the important thing is you've got it. Now you can I've take all the time it. you want to figure yeah, out what I you I can make do, the decision. So. Yep. I make the decision. All right, but let's move on, guys. It's time for some Patreon love. All right. We talked about it at the beginning of the episode, and that is for our Patreon supporters. If you are a producer level member or above, you get your name mentioned in every single episode. Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting there thinking, hey, wait, I don't remember that. That was hours ago. Well, if you go to patreon.com slash galactic dads, you have the opportunity to pledge support and get some rewards. This is one of the rewards. We have, uh, what's up? Well, we got the day one. The original, oh, the, the OG. Genu- genuine article, Mr. Keith Jefferson. That is correct. So let me see if I get this right, because I know you know Keith. I do. I don't know him as well, but I get the pleasure of introducing him this time. Self-described geek. Uh, he's also a father, correct? Yes, excellent yep. father. Yep. I've definitely I've seen him on the Instagram page, and I've seen him on the socials uh, wearing the Galactic Dad swag that he got from being a producer. That's right. We're talking the hoodie, baby. The hoodie and the all hoodie. of it. And, and, and back to it, this man has been the man from day one. Every time we've mentioned a Patreon producer, this man's name has come up. And we love you for it, Mr. Jefferson. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We cannot appreciate our gratitude enough but we can continue that gratitude and we can move on with a big shout out to special k 
Special K is, well, I mean, again, someone who loves the show so much that they decide to really become a part of it uh-huh. and start working with Jedi John and do an excellent Star Wars sister podcast. Now, is he working with Jedi John on the golf game, too? No, no. no. Um, apparently, Jedi John's in the hole on that one. Ah, well, you know, yeah. one thing at a time. He also apparently, yeah. he, I've heard stories that he schools him in bowling as well. Oof, man. Leaves him in the gutter behind man. the alley. Man. That's just more, more, you know, more experience in fatherhood. He's already kind of adjusted to that, and, and Jedi John is still working through that part of it right now. Indeed, so maybe Indeed. that's part of Indeed. it. Indeed, uh, but if you're keeping score, that means that Special K is actually Obi Sean mm-hmm. over on the Force Dyad podcast. They runs with Jedi John, and they do a great job there. So check that out. Sure. But obviously, we have to keep showing appreciation to Special K here. Uh, his support means a lot to us and we've been very happy to have had him on the show a couple of times now mm-hmm. yep and you know what he deserves that applause and most it's coming definitely. too most definitely you know who else has been on the show our man tk three one seven eight eight of the 501st the man the man and uh Yep, uh, TK's been on the show with us as well. He's helped us out at uh, when we've gone to QuadCon a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a great contributor. He's also served as our fact checker for quite a while, which God knows we need it. But we love it. Yeah, we need the help, so thank and, you very much And what that. will he tell you on Instagram? He will tell you, whether you want to hear it or not, he will tell you that bricking ain't easy. That's right, he's got you an awesome Lego page. Yes, he does. He's got a lot of cool stuff on his Lego page. We've bantered about a little bit with the Lego stuff. Mike kid loves them uh went to legoland recently and uh and he had some commentary for that as well so that was really cool but uh but yeah tk great contributor to the show we really appreciate you man we really do we really do and of course that leaves us to our last and final contributor he is the sole member at the i love you 3000 level and that is joe president if you listen to us uh just a few episodes ago i did a nice interview with him uh, where we talked about a lot of things. Of course, uh, we talked about how we met at C2E2. Go ahead and drink, guys. I mentioned C2E2. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. Uh, also, we talked about the Comic Shop Couch podcast, which he is a founding member of uh, and is also an excellent show. Uh, truth be told, a lot of stuff that we talked about on the Black Widow review that Laser Eric and I just did, uh, they already covered on the Comic Shop couch which uh was titled this episode was titled i have a lot of energy so (laughs) take that with what you will uh it was just genius uh but no joe president is a great guy uh he is an excellent father massive comic book nerd Uh, the dude's got tats all over him that are batman related uh and he you know he's a good dude He's a really good dude. Somehow Mandy, his wife, puts up with him and they have enjoyed this wonderful comic book life and it's incredible <laughs> uh and he also has the only man who has done something that i feel is a passion of mine and that's watching your work burn in front of you uh, <laughs> what oh <laughs> uh, yeah on the episode he was on with us we talked about his work truck catching on fire. oh that's right that's and it right. went up like a roman candle so if you're interested in that definitely go check out the episode with joe president on the uh let's say it's 62 episode 62 uh, but check that out. Otherwise, uh, Joe, we really appreciate you and all of your support. We could not do the show without you and all of our producer-level patrons. You have all certainly earned your applause, and here it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, everybody. So we have come to that time in the episode uh, where we are going to do our outro. But before we do, we want to tell you guys that we appreciate you for listening. Uh, and as we finish these beers and say cheers, thank you. Remember to like, rate, leave a review, and definitely share us. Uh, click that subscribe button. That really helps out. And, uh, you know, check us out on patreon.com slash galactic dads for bonus episodes, exclusive only to Patreon subscribers, and much more of that exciting content. We're talking comic book reviews and galactic dads barbecue recipes. That, and you get your hands on sweet, exclusive Galactic Dads merch. Uh, and you can also hit us up at buymeacoffee.com slash Galactic Dads if you just want to throw a couple bucks. I'm not begging. I'm just saying it's an option. No big deal. Uh, but listen, till next episode, we thank you all for listening again. And keep on doing the dad thing. Cheers. Cheers.